Basketball's officially entered the second half of the season. This is the time for teams to prove if they're contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using the code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick at your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with a daily fantasy lineup from DraftKings. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in action with a free shot at a million dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligible restriction applies. See DraftKings.com for details. You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, we're back. Episode 127 of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. It's Jerem as always. It's Tanner as always. What's good, bud? I mean, I wish there was more good, but we're doing okay. You know, feeling all right. St. Patty's Day just passed, but nothing special happened. It's all good. <laughs> Weather is getting warmer. The days are getting longer. Yes, that's uh, also a plus. Yeah, I guns out, guns out, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, but things aren't all great in hockey land. Um, yeah, not not a great week for the Blackhawks. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I think we're starting to kind of see what was expected of the team. Yeah. I just think that like the little train that could is kind of, you know, running out of steam a little bit. A little a little slump from uh all the rookies we got going on right now. Yeah. So, since we last recorded, the team went 0 and 3, uh making them 1 and 5 in their last 6 games with their lone win against Dallas. Ever since you said the yeah, Hawks are great in game 2s. <laughs> They've had two game twos and they've lost both of them. I can only report the stats. I can't make them do anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say it's probably your fault. I will take that. But yeah, so we were talking about how this week was probably going to be a make or break for the Hawks big time. And um, it, it really has been. They took on Florida in the second of their two games with them. Um, Another blown lead. By the Hawks, they went up three-one on the Panthers, and then they allowed five unanswered goals. It hurts. It, yeah, <laughs> it's showing a team that's got to learn how to, like, you know, they got to learn to hold a lead. Um, yeah, you got to stop the bleeding. <laughs> I don't, I don't like. Yeah, I mean, they scored two empty netters, didn't they? Yeah, I'm pulling that up right now. I, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was a close game. It just it sucks when ugh, these these power play goals are killing them. Like Aaron Ekblad scored on the power play, and they were only down three to two. And then I don't know back towards like the beginning of the season, you know, like looks a little down. And then fucking former Hawk Gustav Forsling gets his fucking first of the of the season and ties it up. Like the Hawks didn't play bad, and then they went on a fucking power play, and Barkov just being Barkov is like, I'm just gonna score instead. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Um, according to this, they're not empty net goals. Dude, I thought they were. There's no, no, no. They definitely were. And maybe NHL just didn't update their thing. Yeah, it doesn't have it like written down, but I know for sure that they were both empty netters. Because um, if you go look at if you look at Lincoln in stats, like he's not going to have a six goals against average. Yeah. It doesn't even show it. <laughs> Thirty saves, um, four or shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So. Come on, NHL, figure your shit out. Come on, um, you're going to put power play goals, but not list ones as empty netters. Yeah, what the hell, and shorthanded goals like Barkoff. God, yeah. that Barkoff goal is ridiculous. 
It was they yeah. It was not good power plays. Did they even get a power play goal? No, they went over four. Just get that second second line power play out there. Matias Yamark, he'll just score. It's fine. But yeah, it's just it's crazy. Now the Hawks are 0-4 against Florida this year. Florida is flirting with that top spot. Like, did you honestly have that happen in this year in your preseason predictions? Florida, no, top team. I mean, division? Florida was kind of like the same prediction every year until they prove me wrong. Kind of like Toronto loses in the first round. Prove me wrong though, and then I'll change it. Yeah, like. Florida would be a bubble team. They could make it. They could not make it, but they're not going to do anything. But now they're proving me wrong. I mean, having Quinville. Yeah, the Coach Q, like, is a big difference. Maybe. Yeah, he's pretty pretty goddamn good, you know. They're right now two points behind Tampa for the top spot. Damn. 26-4. and four. Jesus, I did not expect that from Florida. That's their record? Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, 26 and 4. No, they're not. Yeah. Nuh-uh. They are. Where the hell does it say that? Hold on. Because I just saw it and it said 19, 5, and 4. I'm looking at the standings. (laughs) What? Hold on. They're 10. They're 10, 4, and 3. Oh, 20. Oh, my God. <clears throat> okay, I thought you were saying twenty six, no, and not twenty. No, twenty six in four. four. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying twenty six and four. I was like, "There's no way they have twenty six wins." <laughs> I'm like, "What are you like?" I'm like, "What are you about? like?" I'm not reading this wrong. I'm looking at this. No, I know it just <laughs> sounded fucking weird. Seventeen one. <laughs> one in their last ten. Same thing with Tampa. Yeah. They both got to play the Hawks. It's not fair. Yeah, our div- this division starting to heat up. Like the the teams that are supposed to be good: Tampa, Florida, Carolina. Carolina seven one and two in the last ten. Yeah, I mean in the league, they're the three of them are the top six. Like the other teams that join them, uh, I mean Tampa's in first place. Florida's tied for second with Washington and and the Islanders. Vegas is then tied for fifth with Carolina. So we got a pretty fucking good division. Yeah. How about them Islanders, though? Man. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I still surprised. Like, it still surprised me every time because I thought they weren't doing good this year. Islanders? Yeah. I just must have been once there's like a a span that they were losing like I think five in a row and I just kind of stopped paying attention to them. (laughs) But I don't even know if that's true. I'm oh don't we're off on a wild tangent here, but a little bit. It's good. Okay, so the Hawks play Tampa. (laughs) Yeah, you you start talking about that. I'm gonna go see if I'm taking crazy pills with 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 the Islanders, yeah. So Thursday, Hawks played against the Lightning, dropped another game to them, which is unfortunate. Uh, I believe Lankinen was playing in this one. Um, Lankinen, I think, still looks good. He has some some weak goals every once in a while, like in this game. Yeah, okay. So in this one was when Matias Yamark, like I said, scored on a power play, sick, sick deflection, just. I think it was Kubelik from the top, like by the blue line, just passes it down to him. And like, just instead of corralling the puck, he just redirects it right in between the post and Vasilevsky's outstretched leg. Yeah. It was like no room. Almost. It was just terrible. The defensive setup by the uh, Tampa Bay, they had three guys up top at the point, And then they yeah. had one defenseman in front and he wasn't even like in good position in front. Yeah, it was, it was, it was nice looking. Um, they did lose five games, but it was like the first week of the season. Oh, okay. Kalorn uh, ends up scoring to tie it up, and that one was pretty weak. That was just around the back of the net, and then he went to throw it in front, and Lincoln was coming across, and it goes off his own stick in between his foot and the pipe, which fucking terrible fucking just like bounce, you know? 
yeah. a lot of times those pucks tend to take off in the air when your stick's angled. Cause I did that a thousand fucking times when I was younger, but for whatever reason, that one, instead of like going up, like off the blade, it, it careened back towards him. I was just like, that fucking is terrible. Then Yanni Gord scores like a pretty weak backhander that went five hole, but he was driving the net and goes to throw a pass to somebody else, goes off of somebody, goes up in the air. He gets it back and throws it on net, and then it just goes between Lincoln and his legs. So it was kind of two weak goals. Two weak goals. That that one. See, it's like I don't want to sound like I'm defending Lincoln and always shit on Subban, but. Yeah. That goal right there, I don't. I think it was just it caught Lincoln off guard. I think he was anticipating right. one thing, and it just was the, the change up on him. Yeah, that, that that happens. I mean, but I'm more lenient on Lincoln and giving up weak goals just because of how well he plays in general. Like he looks much better. He passes a, a eye test like way better. Um, but okay, so then. Strom, actually, this is the Strom came back game. He was yeah, gone he for, was what, 11? 11 games with a concussion. Yeah, so he comes back and he powers one in, like, just beaten at it and, and then fucking gets it in. That's his second power play goal of the game. So Hawks ended up with two for four on the power play this game, so much better than the previous one. But then fucking out of nowhere, third period, fourth liner, this kid, Ross Colton, Fucking pretty nasty goal. <laughs> yeah. Full speed. Like, just, I mean, what was it? Like a little backhand forehand? And then he crashes into Lankin in two. <laughs> just, <laughs> what's the kid's name from the Mighty Ducks? Just reminds me that he has, like, no breaks. <laughs> just, oh, shit. <laughs> I wish I could remember, but just fucking all wheels, no breaks, man. Jesus. Yeah, and then I think then they got, like, a... An empty netter on on the last. Luis Mendoza. Luis Mendoza. Yeah, and then they scored an empty netter. Victor Hedman, fucking one of the best defensemen in the league by far. All right, to go ADD here and off track. Speaking of yeah. Mighty Ducks, did you see the picture? Yeah. Of the guys from the show, the players coming back for an episode of the new show, which goes on this week, I think. Oh, is that what it was for? I just saw the photo. They're doing a yeah. They're all they're coming on an episode of the new series. Which is like streams this week, I think. Yeah, everybody looks so old. God, I mean, what they're all in their forties, probably, right? Yeah. And Emilio Estevez looks tiny. Yeah, <laughs> he's so short t- next to all of them. Banks still looks like a cake eater. Yeah, a little cake eater. <laughs> well, yeah, Mark had two points that game though. Goal and, and an assist. Is, he's playing himself off this team. He, I think he, <laughs> that's that'll be the interesting thing. I think is like, do the Hawks like move him, or do the Hawks try and make the playoffs with this team and see what they can do? Still, I think if the right offers there, you move him. Yeah, like if somebody is silly enough, like Tampa, who throws a first round pick around for Barclay Goudreau last year, somebody's silly enough to just be like, "Hey, Hawks, you want a first round pick for Matias Yamark?" And then they're like, "What time do you want him?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we can do next day shipping it's fine fucking okay. into your arena for you yeah seriously we'll tie his skates for him too on the way <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, the thing about that game and the florida game the scores don't reflect how close it was yeah because that that fourth goal, Hedman's goal, was an empty netter. I know yeah. that for sure. So that was a 3-2 game. And the and the one against Florida was really a 4-3 game. So, like, the Hawks aren't dropping games by, like, multiple goals. Like, it's – it's they're dead in the water in the third. You know, like, yeah. they're in they're in these one-goal games and then empty netters are just getting put away. So it's kind of frustrating, especially when both games are lost in the third period because the games are tied going into those periods. Um, that's been, yeah. the kind of, and that's been kind of like the issue with the Carlton era Hawks is that they, they always throw out a good 40 minutes and it seems like it's not always the third, but this year's the year's, this year's the theme is the third period, but they always have that. Just yeah. that one period that just fucks them. And yeah. a lot of the time too, it's even not even the full period. It's like a five minute span. 
fucking yeah man it's they're the the good the positive i can take out of it though is like they're staying with these teams and these teams are the top of the division top of the league right now you know and hopefully i think i i mean we already got a dub out of tampa at least once we got a couple games against florida coming up and i'm really hoping the hawks can can snag one i mean they're gonna be back at home so you know hometown crowd baby yeah um but yeah i mean but then they ended up playing yesterday against Tampa again. And our weekly edition of Subban is trash. <laughs> is Subban good? That's just all I want everybody to ask themselves. And let me know what you think because. Because he's not. I'll tell you the answer. Spoiler alert. He's not. I don't. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like at one point in the season, he had a 930 save percentage. And then you watch a game like this and like, how did you. How did that happen? The team was just playing that much better in front of him. Hawks went 0 for 4 again on the power play. The Hawks only got four blocks that game. I feel like if you're, I mean, if you're just looking at the stat sheet, you can kind of make it like if they're only getting four blocks and if they only had 13 hits, like how well defensively are they really playing? But if you watch the highlights and you see the goals that are scored and it's just kind of like, what was it? The Yanni Gord goal where he one hand backhands it and then fucking follows up the rebound. Yep. So it's like, why is the rebound sitting right there? Like, I, I don't know. Like as a, when you're younger, you're taught to like, if the puck's going to the like wide, you don't want to stop it in front of you, just redirect it towards the corner and yet Subban makes the save and it drops at his foot and Gord's already fucking flying. Subban has no idea where it's at, so he like is just yeah. The, so it's like Braden Point scores this this goal where the defense kind of breaks down. He gets in front of Subban and it's just a pass to the front of that. But the once he catches the pass, Subban goes down and then Point's already skating across the front of the net and just holds on to it and is patient and then just ends up putting it in on the far side. Anthony Shirelli scores a, a breakaway goal that Subban gets what looks like most of it. And then it just floats over him. I don't understand like that. that that's the only goal I saw this game. And I, it was enough for me to be like, well, this is a loss because like Subban was just not feeling it. Like, I don't understand how you're an NHL caliber goalie and you just can't, you just don't know where the fucking puck is. Yeah, it's I don't know. It it's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> to like have that look of cluelessness every once in a while that I don't know, just uncertainty, you know? And then we already I already talked about the Yanni Gord goal. Like it was a good goal, like, but I just don't understand how it happens. Like, how does that not get stopped at any point defensively or th- from like the first shot. Like, yeah. I don't know. And then Stamco scored a power play goal where he's just wide open, like on the goal line. <laughs> Stamco's kind of Stamco's. Yeah. Stamco's. I think they said like he's got like points in like the last like five games or something like that, or like a goal in the last like five games each or yeah, probably he, not a goal in the last he, five. We just he, went over he, it. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Um, he definitely answering any questions if he, if he was washed up or if he was done. Dude, Stamkos is so fucking good. He's got 15 goals in the year. Yeah. Heaven's also got 20. He got, oh my God. Okay, Stamkos is perfect. 15 and 15 right now. Heaven's assisted on the last three goals of that game. He's doing the nice little, I think he's getting the the little Duncan Keith treatment because they're all second assists. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to end up, that's how, that's how Keith won his like second Norris was like, he had like what 63 assists and like 50 of them were like secondary assists or some shit. All right. But I, that when is going- wins his Norris, he's going to actually earn it. <laughs> good. He is a defensive defenseman. He is the top guy at the back end in this league. Yeah. Fucking. What was it? They were wearing the reverse retros for this game too, weren't they? Oh, that was the last game. Was it? Yeah. Oh, they were wearing, they, the, they were wearing blacks though. The black it's one, like their thirds. One. I don't know what jerseys they are. That's their black third one that's got like the like the pixelated like 
gradient kind of yeah so yeah. it like goes like black and then slowly turns to gray that's weird not, not um a, i do like there, the rules, though. there was cater had a breakaway i believe it was in the second period got stopped by vasilevsky and by the way kane only has one point in the last three games and it was the first goal against florida so that's kind of upsetting you need kane to, if kane not scoring it's gonna be hard to win these games you know oh, yeah He's not getting points, but Debrinket scores. Fucking Debrinket is yeah. every is he's so impressive, like every week. And I think I've seen online people are like, "Oh yeah, he's like borderline elite." And I'm like, "Okay, like I think he'll end up being pretty fucking elite." Yeah, what is he else? I mean, I guess I can agree with that. Borderline elite. He's very good. Because after after last year, he had. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now he's stepping back up again. I think if he can. You know, stay consistent like this. If he is like this next year too, yeah. I think he just you put him in the elite category. Yeah, I don't know who because I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I don't know who was centering Kaner and um, Debrinket for this one, but when they changed the lineups and it was Debrinket, Kublik, and Kurishev for this goal, it was pretty pretty good puck movement. And Debrinket just literally patience, just ice cold, standing right in front of the net with all the Tampa guys, just like surrounding him and he's still just nice little pretty much kept it on the ice like low glove and it's just like jesus christ how does he how does he like not freak out <laughs> so he's in 28 games 16 goals 15 assists 11 or five power play goals 11 power play points three game winning goals uh two overtime goals and he's shooting an 18.2 shooting percentage that's fantastic He's got eight but shots. I was going to say, if Kershev's not already centering that line of Kaner into Brinkett, you should maybe give him a shot. I like Kershev. I think he's going to end up being a really good piece for the Hawks. Oh, yeah. Me too. He's been more quiet, I'd say, for, like, the rookie conversation just because of Lankanen and, like, Suter has been – Suter's gone missing, yeah. I think. But I, I don't know if it's him just – not getting any results or anything, but like Hagel's also been playing pretty damn well. But I mean, that's a good thing about our rookies. It's like we have so many of them that it's like yeah. if one goes cold, another one steps up, and it's, it's just true. There's just still just need we need our like big name guys to still need, keep yeah. keep going. We uh-huh. can't have them go quiet like the rookies. Like the rookies can have a couple of games where they're off. I think what was it last year? Like Doc had like 14 games without a point. Yeah, Doc won like really bad cold streak last year. Yeah. But I mean shit can happen. Yeah, Kane's gotta Kane's gotta be Kane at all times. And yeah. You need you need basically Kane to be on that like point streak always. <laughs> Kane's twelve and thirty right now. So the Brinkett's leading the team in goals again. Yeah. Which I think, like, that's what we'll we'll see from now on. Yeah, it'd be great if they both ended up like in a full season, being like forty goal scorers. How sick would that be? He's shooting the puck a lot more than I thought. He's got one hundred and thirteen shots, dude. He always, he's been he always shoots. He's a shooter. For a little bit though, like he wasn't shooting. Like he was always trying to make that extra pass. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. Like you said, it the record doesn't look great, 0-3, but there's enough that they're doing that's like it's growing pains. It's yeah. they're doing what they need to do to figure out what it's gonna take to go to the next level. They're seeing what it's gonna take to play with these top top guys in our division. Um, I know it kind of hurts a little bit that it's only this division's probably only for this year. So I mean, but if you can Stay consistently staying games with the Tampa Bays and the Florida when you go back to playing Minnesota, St. Louis, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it shouldn't be any different. If not, they should be doing better. Yeah, absolutely. Like Tampa, I think, is the most complete team out there. Yeah. They have they have everything. Like there's some teams that are like high up in the standings, but they're like they're just really good defensively, really good offensively, or just have really good goaltending. So like maybe two out of the three, Tampa is like fucking complete team it's i'm hoping we can how many more games we have against them like 
three, four. Just looking for. Uh, There's one. Oh, is it only one? I think it's only one. If we can win that one, that'd be great. <laughs> Especially towards the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, the Hawks. I, hopefully, we can finish this season out stronger than the way that March has been rolling out. But yeah. it looks like we'll have like a decent schedule for the rest of the year. Yeah, After- I mean, Carolina is always going to be. Carolina's starting to be the team like that I thought they were supposed to be at yeah. the beginning of the year. Um, we got Detroit a couple times that we those have to be wins. Yep, and the Nashville games have to be wins too. Nashville has like right now they're they're missing Yossi, they're missing Ellis. That's all I really had to say. I, I think Duchesne's out too. Like the last like week and a half of the season, March third through the tenth is three versus Carolina and two against Dallas. I mean, that's going to be – it'll be interesting to see what Dallas is at at that point, too. Yeah, if they have Sagan and Bishop back, we'll see. I mean, they. I think I saw something that they're at, like, the the four to six week mark before their return. Oh, really? Yeah. It was something like – I saw mm. some number. I don't know. It, it was, like, basically, though, it was, like, coming down that they'll be back for, like, the end of the season for that last, like, push. All right. Well, and I mean, well, we got to look at the week ahead first. Yeah. And Which we got four games this week. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Florida, Nashville, Nashville. Yeah. Nashville on a back to back. So would you like to see possibly Delia come up and get a start? I don't, I don't or do you, or do you think it's, it's just going to be why they haven't? I, I don't know what they see in Subban that they're confident that he is a legitimate backup option that we don't have to look at another, uh, at another guy that we have. I'm trying to see of course, NHL.com is not going to fucking show me Delia's AHL stats. Like why would they do that? Yeah. I just want to see, do you know how he's doing it all in Rockford? Cause I'm sure it's probably not great. I don't think, I don't think Rockford is, is doing anything. I Let's, want to say he's back on the taxi squad. I don't even think he's in Rockford. Oh, is he? I remember that they swapped him and Tompkins. They were showing because they showed um, like the one of the hots. I think Tracy Myers did like the the rosters that shows the scratches, and he was on mm-hmm. the scratch list. Uh, no, he's not on the taxi squad. He's not. Nope. That's weird. Then. Where the hell is he? Oh, wait. Okay, sorry. He is... I guess he's on the taxi squad? I don't know. On Cap Friendly, he's listed as one of the three goalies on the NHL team. So, yeah, because we have to carry three goalies. Yeah. So, so, in Rockford, he played four games, hit 18 goals against, he had a 5-16 goals against average, oh my God. and a 58 save percentage. And he was Yeah, like, what do you do? His... He, he's, Two games in the NHL, five goals against average, eight six three. Four games in the AHL, five point one six goals against average, eight five eight save percentage. I I almost to the point too. I feel bad for the kid that I think they need to just move him, let him get a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, should have just uh, made a trade with Colorado, <laughs> but they made it. They made the trade for that Buffalo kid. Which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah, because everybody wants to hear about the weekly Buffalo Roundup. I know, that's going to be like Tampa's <laughs> weekly segment, the, the Buffalo Roundup. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I after seeing those numbers, I don't know now if I would want to see Delia. <laughs> but at the same time, I... I'd like to see just Lincoln and play everything. Just yeah. do, just give him the uh, the old Crawford treatment last year. Give him every fucking start until he's like dead. So he can't move. Yeah. I mean, realistically, the only time I would say don't play him is one of those back to backs against Nashville. Yeah. I, but he, I think that they'll end up doing um, game one will be, sorry, Lincoln in. And then Thursday against Florida, I'm sure it'll be Subban. Saturday, Lincoln, and Sunday, Subban. 
but I would like to see Lincoln and Lincoln and Lincoln and Subban. I would rather see. I think that gives us our best chance at winning. Yeah. Um, I honestly like what we have two wins right now in March. If we can get two wins out of these four games, I think that's a great improvement. It's just like we were talking about. You got to finish out these games and not give them up in the third. I give them a full 60. Yeah. We got to see Kaner bounce back for sure. Speaking of Kaner, we, they, the, we did our midseason report last week and the NHL came out with their midseason um, awards. And Kaner has the writer's vote right now for heart. And, and this I, past week, <laughs> it's not showing that he's a heart candidate. No. And that 100%, I think, relies on if this, this team makes the playoff. And yeah, there's no way that he's a heart if they don't make the playoffs. Like what he's doing is impressive considering he's playing essentially with an AHL team minus like to bring it. And obviously, but yeah, it's a couple of, no, a couple of hots too. Like I asked that question last week too. Like if the hots make the playoffs, does Collins to get any, any looks? And he's actually the, the writers have him as third right now in the, yep. the Jack Adams behind what Quinville, Quinville and, and uh, Rod, Rod the bod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then although uh, another thing that we mentioned was the Calder and Lankinen right now is tied for third with a uh, Capo Kakinen from the goalie from Minnesota who they, I mean, they're both having outstanding years. Kakinen's actually on fire, except for, I think last game, he avalanche have been lighting everybody up. Um, and then Kirill Kaprizov is first right now in, in the Calder followed by Stutzel. That kid, that kid, those kids are sick. Hockey's gonna be so fun and like hockey is so fun. It is fun, but like it's crazy to see like how it's like it's so much fun. It's like to this level like of just fun entertaining. And now you're seeing these young kids come up that are just doing even more ridiculous shit. And it's just like ah, this game is just getting so much better. It's gonna be so much more fun when we get to play all the teams again. Yeah. (laughs) Cause then like I would love to see the Hawks play against like Anaheim and like Trevor Zegris. Like, speaking of Zegers, I don't know if you know, did you see that he and Jamie Drysdale will score their first goal in the together in the yeah. same game? I think they end up losing anyway. Anaheim's lost, like, fucking eight in a row. Um, Yes, so back to Kaner needs to play at a heart level again. That's what we need for this week coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Would you say it's safe to say that this, this – we can talk about this month being make-or-break month. But would you say that this week is a make or break week? Like, if yeah. they don't come out with at least two wins, that it's going to be hard to come back. I don't think it'll be hard to come back, but I, it's it'll be difficult because then it depends on what Columbus does. Because yeah. right now Columbus has the fourth spot in our division, and we're tied with them, but we're on the outside looking in of the tiebreaker. Let's see. Who so this has this week. Yeah, I mean, what so this is... week they have Carolina, Carolina, Detroit, Detroit. Oof, and they just beat Carolina, didn't they? Uh, yeah, in a shootout last night. They they beat them tw- twice. They just swept them. They beat yeah. them in OT on Thursday, and then in a shootout yesterday. Damn, Saturday. Um, and well, they- hopefully Carolina. I mean comes out and it's just like nah 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 like, but then they have so then Columbus has after Detroit they have Tampa Tampa Florida Florida Tampa Tampa and then the Hawks mm. Dallas Dallas Florida Florida Tampa Tampa Detroit wow so they I mean so their their end or their beginning of April is gonna be like our beginning March. of March yeah Okay, so they got Tampa or they got Detroit and Nashville at the end of the season. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's we need to win this week for sure, and then we need to create that separation at the end of this month and beginning of April, and then that way we could not give a shit if Columbus wins or loses against Detroit and Dallas or whatever. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting, and then it's like we're leading right up to trade deadline time. Yes, yeah, speaking what, of the trade deadline, two or three weeks away from that. Yeah, we got 
Bowman's uh, thinking about bringing in some bad contracts, trying to get picks or prospects. Which, okay, I know we were kind of we started talking about this a little bit before we started recording, and you're talking about your opinion is that's not bad. It's right. not a bad idea. No. My question, though, is yes, we have all this cap space now. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at bringing in a bad contract, because who are you talking about? Erickson? Yeah, Louis Erickson. He's got two years. Yes. Cool. What happens when Doc is back? What happens when Taze is back? What do you mean? So we, Taze, we have we have that space from Seabrook. But still, Taves is another 10 million back on the book. Okay. And Steve's is only is only like what? Six? Seven? Six point eight seven five. What is Erickson's contract? And at? Shaw? His his is only like four, four, almost five million. All right. Okay. Maybe I'm got and Shaw's Shaw's almost four million too. Um here, I'll pull it. I got it right here. It is where the fuck did it go? It's four point nine two five and then four eight seven five for these next two seasons next two seasons. Or you, honestly, you, like it's the you, end, it's the end of this year and then just next season. That's it. Are you under the impression too that Shaw's not coming back? I don't see how it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably just LTIRs it out. I I mean, I'm sure he wants to come back. He's not old. Like he's a young guy still. He's only 29. I wouldn't say young, right? He's like middle of the pack, right? But meant like health wise, like I probably a fucking terrible idea. But just be on LTIR, make money, and I just think. I mean, I hope he's smart. If he if he is truly going to go that direction, just taking on bad contracts, I hope he's smart about it. Because it's like, yeah, we're in a good spot right now, Cap, but it's like after next year or after this year when Taze hopefully comes back and everybody starts coming back. But I guess we are losing a lot of Cap or a lot of Zach Smith will be off the books. Yep. So that's the thing. Like if you have Louis Erickson for like the, the rest of this year and you get him for and you just have him on the books for next year, you're completely fine because – you still have Kane, Debrinkit, Kublik, Strom. We still got Carpenter's got a deal. We got Kurashev and Highmore have deals. Keith DeHaan, Murphy, Ian Mitchell, Adam Boquist, they're all, they're all under contract still. All of our goalies are still under contract. And Kirby Doc still has a deal. So when when those all end, so does Louis Erickson. Louis Erickson's $6 million. What? You said Louis Erickson was like a four? That's what it says on Cap Friendly. Cap Friendly saying it's a cap hit of six million. Where the fuck? Why does mine say? Because he's on the taxi squad. It says four point nine two five and four eight seven five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I I see that his. I don't know why it's different, but I know that his. I can see his AAV is six million. Either way, it doesn't matter. We can still take that on. Because of the Seabrook contract. Oh, I see what you're looking at now. You see how, it, like, on the taxi squad section, it says that. That's weird. Um, I wonder if it's just it's. I don't understand that. I don't either. It's fine. But if you, if you, because here's the thing for them, they need to get deals to like Elias Patterson. They're gonna need to get a deal to somebody else. I forgot already. Uh, but or Thatcher Demko. Brandon Suter needs a deal. They are still, uh, I think they still pay um, Roberto Luongo for next year too. Um, let's see. So they have like money tied up in these places. Next year, no, not, yeah, next year's the last year they have to pay Luongo. Yeah, that's what, well, that's what I'm saying because they're still they're going to be for next year if the if the four point eight seven five is right. And and Luongo, they're still paying three million. That's seven million that you're not going to be able to use to give to Elias Patterson, or if they wanted to sign like Tanner Pearson or Thatcher Demko, if they're looking at oh Quinn Hughes needs a fucking deal too. Like they're that's a lot of money that they can use that they won't be able to unless they trade them. <laughs> so possibly. 
get the old uh maybe get a first rounder. I forgot Nate Schmidt's on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody forgot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean deals like that, like as as long as it I think I'm really hoping that they don't take on anything too crazy that's like a four or five year deal. I think what is it? Andrew Ladd has maybe like a few years left too. That's another one that let's bring him back. Get him third third time around. Yeah, Ladd has three years left. That's something I would really hope they don't go for. I I I wouldn't anything that's contract goes past next year, I hope they would pass. I'm wondering too, because Ladd has a modified no trade. I wonder if he has to be protected during the expansion draft. That's what I was trying to figure out too. Um, I think the taxi squad, you, because his he's only four point four two five against the cap, but his deal is five and a half. So the taxi squad must only be like eighty percent or something of like whatever your contract is if it's a one way deal, because like their other guys on their taxi squad right now are all zero dollars. I don't know how the taxi squad works. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll yeah. Better, but I don't I just I'm cool with them taking on deals. It's just it's just cool. to a point. Don't don't screw the team over, you know. And it's like, are you are you are you down to them or them trading players away? Like I know we kind of talked about Yanmark already. I think if the deal fits Dylan Strom. I so this is the thing I saw. Uh, I I can't remember if it was Scott Powers or what's his name. Oh my god, I'm throwing a blank. What's up, Laz? No, on the athletic. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but they had an article about like what to do with Dylan Strome now that like you've had the emergence of these rookies and. And like Doc's gonna be coming back, Tay's gonna be coming back, and it's basically just comes down to like, yeah, like you don't trade Strom because Strom still has like these elite offensive abilities that like you don't really get in a lot of players. Allegedly, he, huh? Allegedly, <laughs> not allegedly. Like if you look at his points over the last, like since he's been acquired, he is fourth in points on the team behind Debrinket, Kane, and Taves. He, he, like, I think he's like second or th- it's, it's like some crazy stats where he's like second or third in like assists and he's like second or third in goals and not goals. I don't know, but he has something like 98 points in just over a hundred, like a hundred games. Like he has like good stats on the Hawks. Um, pull it up here. So like about hockeyreference.com, they put like stats break down by team. They yeah. played 136 games for the Hawks, 34 goals, 64 assists for 98 points. Yeah. Like he's not he's not a bad player. I think it's just everybody wants him to be he's just he's just way more too noticeable. Yeah, he's <laughs> really streaky and that hurts. Yeah. But he like that's not somebody you give up on. He's also only like twenty three or twenty four years old still, which is something I always want to bring up because everybody always wants everybody to be so impactful right away. But then you have players that come in, they get traded around, and then fucking it's like you they're twenty five, twenty six, and Just now turn- they're hitting their stride. You know, like player. I like I think the perfect player for something like this that like went unnoticed for a long time and now is like amazing. Jonathan Huberto. Yeah, he is. He's like almost a hundred point player now, but like he was, he's been on the Florida Panthers for like a fucking long time. Oh yeah. And he kind of went unnoticed. And then like last year he put up or two years ago, he put up like 96 points or like 92 points. It was kind of the same thing with Barkov. Barkov was like this unreal player that nobody like really. Barkov is still young though. Yeah. Like Barkov is like probably. I don't know if anymore because I think people are starting to realize how good he was, but for the longest time, I considered him like the most underrated player in the NHL. Oh, absolutely. I, that's the, that's, that was everybody's kind of thing for him too. It was like one person was like, yo, Barkov's pretty underrated. He's Barkov's only 25. Huberto's 27. Um, here, I'll pull up Huberto's stats and tell you what I'm talking about. Cause like 
Yeah, so two seasons ago, he put up 92 points. Last year, he put up 78 points in 69 games. He's got 35 and 30. But before that, man, he he wasn't a point-per-game player. He was kind of like Strom. Like, his, his first season, he played 48 games because I think that was the shortened season. Yeah, and he had 31 points. Then he had 28 and 69. Then he had 54 and 79, 59 and 76, and then 26 and 31. And then right before his 92-point season, he had 69 and 82. And he was just kind of like quietly getting points in Florida. And then he exploded for over a point per game. Like, that's the kind of shit that I'm saying. Like, like Strom isn't a point per game right now, but he's just below it. And then he's only 24. You give him a couple more seasons, he might be fucking was, point per so game. So that was going to be my question. It's like, how long do you... Do you hold on to it? Do you give him to like kind of come up? Is it until like he, as long as we I can think afford he's somebody, him? I, it, think, it, I think it, he's somebody you absolutely hold on to. And it's no matter, not just like, even if it's over. like, even if it's like he still doesn't have like a, that breakout season yet, but he's still wanting what he's like, what, uh, $4 million or something now? Or next year, or like his next contract, he want like $4 million or something like that. I think that would be the progression of it. Do you just keep um, giving it to him? Or do you like at some point have to say, you know what? You're just not progressing the way we want to be. I'd move on. I I think I I think that you hold on to him. You absolutely hold on to him. His his salary only has to be at least three point six because I think he's still an RFA when the deal's over. Okay. Um, and that's what his salary is for the last year of his contract because it's kind of like when Debrinkit's deal ends, he has to make at least nine or something like that because that's what the last year of his deal is. Yeah. Um, I Strom is Strom and Debrinket are going to be the next generation of Hawks players. Them, Kublik is going to be kind of like a Patrick Sharp type that you hold on to if you can. But then if the cap happens, I think Kublik would be somebody you move. Like, what about? I mean, Doc is Doc is basically the fucking Taves of the team. Debrinket's going to be the the Caner, or Strom might be even Caner, like the, like that level of like you don't move these guys, I don't think. And unless Strom completely regresses, then you move them. But I don't see that happening. What about what about Nylander? Nylander, I mean, unless he completely explodes, I think he's expendable. All right, I'm glad you said that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see if Strom Strom didn't have COVID, so he's not going to get the COVID bump that Boquist and uh, Debrinket got. But uh, <laughs> he was up for a concussion protocol. Um, but hopefully, be, I mean, trade is going to be really interesting. Um, not just for the Haas, I think for the whole league. Like, I'm really curious to yeah. see how how the Canadian teams work it because they had the quarantine period. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Dubas came out saying he wants to make a trade sooner than later because of the quarantine period. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting. I mean, trade deadline's April 12th, but I think we're going to start seeing it probably end of March and when stuff starts happening, especially with those Canadian teams. Yeah. Um, a couple quick other little, like, little sound bit tidbits that came out. Um, Bowman was talking about Taves again. He was asked because yes. we did, like, a live podcast for that Blackhawks talk or whatever. And the one of the questions was Taves. He says that he's still not in contact with the Taves every day, but when he does talk to him, he seems he's in good spirits. But yeah, he's giving him his space. Yeah. So I I still keep taking the way that they're wording it and all that kind of stuff. I still take it he's not coming back this season. Yeah. I think he is going to take this year off and just try to get healthy and be prepared for the next year when it's a full, hopefully a full 82 game schedule. Right. With 32 teams. Yeah. So, um, and then speaking of players coming back, uh, Coach Colleton said that Kirby is a lot closer than they had originally thought to returning. Um, he can't put a, t- a date on it, but he's definitely encouraged that he will be back sooner than later. Yeah, he's he's looking good. I mean, he's practicing with the team, so. Practicing, traveling, he's out there like, let's go. Fingers crossed. Let's go, Kirby. Um, and then the last little thing. Uh, Joshua Slavin signed his entry-level contract. He was drafted in the seventh round in 2018. Um, I don't know much about him, so I don't. Is he? I'm 
gonna uh, go out on a limb and assume he might be related to Jakob Slavin, but I have no clue. I don't even know. I honestly had no idea <laughs> that we had him like in us in the system, and then they're planning on signing him or anything. But he's been playing at Colorado College. He's got 13 points in 22 games this year. A fan. Yeah, I mean the Chicago Steel and more more defensemen. Is there a way? He's a left wing. Oh, is he a left wing? Yeah. Oh, I just thought he. he I, I thought he was a defenseman just because of Slavin. I don't know. Erie, Colorado. Is Jakob from there too? That's how I'm gonna find out. <laughs> um, because that'd be pretty neat. I think like Hawks going after like other players' brothers is pretty funny. Like uh, or, or just relatives like Vlasic. Yeah, I think they're related. Yep, Erie, Colorado. Okay, so they must be. They they're probably brothers. Yeah. Well, that'd be neat if uh, he's any any good. <laughs> Like Jakob Slavin, but Jakob was taken in the fourth round. So that guy's a fucking all star. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, I think that kind of you know wraps up Hawks talk. You know, like we said, big week coming up. Muscle yeah, I gotta get some games. dubs. Um, and now our weekly corner for Tanner of um, Buffalo's trash. Oh, you want to do Buffalo trash corner? Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> So Buffalo is uh, dropped thirteen in a row. That's a. <laughs> it's it doesn't get, it doesn't get much more yeah. Buffalo than that. <laughs> um, I think Skinner scored his second goal of the year. Didn't wait. Did was it this week that he did he get in a fight or something? He went to the box with a yeah, guy, and, and the guy crazy. just goes, "You get paid nine million dollars, and you don't fucking do anything or some shit." It's like oh, he called him the most overpaid player in the league. Yeah, or in 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 sports, most overpaid athlete. Is that what it was? I think I I can't I don't recall, but I remember it was something along those lines. It was I think it was most overpaid athlete, which is hilarious. Um, they played a game against the Boston Bruins and fucking Jack Edwards, man. (laughs) I I can see why Boston fans would love him because he's he's super Boston, and I mean. Everything Boston does is super Boston, really. But before the game, he's he is announcing that it's like, all right, the Boston Bruins versus the Buffalo Sabres. But he's like, it's your Boston Bruins versus the dumpster fire of a team, <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. And it's just like, I can't believe you just said that on TV about an actual NHL team. <laughs> Those are professionals. That's, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, man, Buffalo has a lot going on. Rasmus Ristolainen came out and had said about the they they also fired their coach if you guys had no idea that's another one um, but he came out and said that he's been through so many firings of coaches and GMs that at some point you just you got to look at the team and say at at what point do you do you say it's the players but you can't fire players. Um, yeah, so here is it, the exact quote is, I've seen so many head coaches and GM changes. I feel like it's more about the players, but you can't fire players. It's like, yeah, man, they've been trying to trade you, but nobody wants you, I think, or they're asking for too much. Our um, friend of the show, Matt Ross, was asking, is Jack Eichel a coach killer? I don't, like, everybody wants to blame Eichel. But I also but I also said that you brought up, too, McDavid's had as many coaches yeah, they've had the exact same amount of coaches. <laughs> like, I don't know. But uh, the other thing is they they made a trade with the Avalanche. They traded Jonas Johansson to the Avalanche, and he's just kind of like a backup goalie. He got traded for like a six-round pick. And the um, – what is it? The athletic writer for the – for the Sabres, his name is John Vogel, wrote in a tweet that it was just like, oh, according to, I think it was somebody, that there was going to be the trade. And he goes, I've never seen, like, a worse goalie. Like, he cannot oh, stop pucks. He said in, in his 19 years covering the Sabres, this goalie cannot stop pucks. 
Your, your, uh, Jonas Johansson is likely going to Colorado, according to Kevin Weeks. Yes. I can say without hesitation that the Avalanche are getting the worst goalie I've ever seen in my 19 seasons covering the Sabres. He doesn't stop the pucks in practice or games. Which is brutal. <laughs> he, uh, Jonas Johansson, is this season 0-5-1. He's got a 3-7-9 goals against average and an 8-8-4 save percentage. You gotta imagine that trade has got to be something for the expansion draft, or no? You know what's really funny? It's because Pavel Franku is is hurt, and they were playing this Hunter Minska kid who's just like too. He's he's not a like not ready. Yeah, he's just not ready, and so his stats in the few games he was playing, um, he played. Five games, and he had a four-one-six goals against average and an eight-three-eight save percentage. So they're technically getting a better goalie for a backup. But are you? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, here's the funny thing too. Like now that he's going to be playing in Colorado, who's going to clearly be a much better team. You think those stats like go up? He probably gets a dub like his first game. Does he even see the ice? Does it just go? I don't know. Oh, here, here's, the, here's the thing. Like, Grubauer, speaking of the Avalanche, they played four games this past week. They won all four. They scored 23 fucking goals in the four games, which is insane. I think they had to win, like, aim like, eight to nothing or some shit. And Grubauer in his last five games is 5-0. and He's got a .63 goals against average and a nine, six, eight save percentage and only one shutout somehow. You didn't want to make it too easy. Yeah. He, he's like, I'll just give up one every once in a while. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like he's playing great. The team has kicked, kicked started their shit because I think, um, I don't know if Kale McCarr, he, I think he just got back. He was on IR and, like they haven't been as impressive as like I think that everybody thought they would be, but now they're second in their division because they've just they're eight one and one in their last ten. Colorado's turning it up. Is, yeah, they, they've won. It, the, they've won six in a row right now. Is it Rissalina with that goal? Re knots down back, like knots it down and then takes it in and it just goes rotten. Back. Oh, rotten. In. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yes, that was. Oh my that, god! Yeah, they they are looking good, and they're turning it up at a good time. I need. I mean, this is probably the time of the year to do it. Um, oh, it absolutely at, is. That's the Buffalo's trash. Uh, yeah, the scoring race. Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo has sixty-one goals. Connor McDavid has, has sixty points. So, the team as a complete only has one more point as McDavid as a single. Um, Taylor Hall. No, they have one more goal than more goal. Than, yeah. than, than Hall has points. Yeah. Um, and McDavid has points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You Hall, Hall. Yeah, Hall. Didn't he get a puck in the face too? Yeah, he got. He took a shot to the jaw. God. Apparently, he's not on IR though. I guess he's fine. Yeah, and they're still talking that he's still open to re-signing to an extension in Buffalo. I don't know, man. He he doesn't like to win. I guess. Yeah. Did I, we? Did we talk about his? I, I think it was last year or last week. We talked. I talked about how he only has twenty nine goals since his yep. like his his heart trophy winning season. Yeah, he uh, is he one of the more overrated players. I like when you look at his stats, you're like, I honestly never thought his stats were as as good as like when I saw them. And then I don't know, man. Like if he can get it done, cool. But that team is bad. That team's going to be bad for a while. I that feel sucks. bad for Buffalo fans, man. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody's going to – like, I, please do not make a trade with Buffalo, Bowman. I, I don't – I know you want to take on that LT or, like, that cap space, but – Unless they give you like three first round picks for yeah. like Jeff Skinner, like no. <laughs> give us three first rounds and Eichel and we'll toss you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yikes. Yeah. The so, other, the, I was going to say the other thing that I wanted to talk or I mean, just mention about like what went down this week was uh, Philly losing to the Rangers nine to nothing after the Rangers whole coaching staff could not be at the game due to COVID protocol. 
So they had their AHL coach, their AHL associate coach, and Chris Drury, who's the assistant GM behind the bench, and they lost nine to nothing. <laughs> like that, it, I, I saw the funniest fucking thing. Somebody, I like you know how like people will post like text message like screenshots online and like oh that's funny like I wonder if that really happened like I don't really care if it happened or not because I saw this one on Reddit and it was just like somebody texted somebody Rangers whole coaching staff out of for the game put all your money on Philly <laughs> and then this did not this did not go the way I planned <laughs> I did I did a five dollar parlay bet on the every game that night. And I had Philly. And after that first game, I'm like, I'm not even looking at the ticket Seahouse. I mean, I was just like, God damn it. Um, Nine goals on like 27 shots. God. It was Brian Elliott got pulled after four, I think. <laughs> and then right away, Carter Hart let one in on the, on the second shot and did not play any better. I didn't get I didn't watch any of the games, so I don't know if the goals were all terrible or if they were all good. But I think when you let up nine, something went wrong. And it was like it was like nine before the third. It's great too when like you do something so ridiculous that you're kind of like the joke around the league. Like Vegas tweeted after the second period of their game. Because so seven of those goals came in the second <laughs> Vegas. period for um Yes. Yeah, they scored seven goals in the second. Vegas was down after the second period of their game that night, and they're like, "Bad news. We're down. Whatever. Four to one. Two to one. Whatever. I don't know what this was. Yeah. Good news. We didn't let up seven goals in the second. Yeah. I was just like, God, I love that. I love that. Fucking shit. even that night though, Calgary almost said, "Hold my beer," and fucking they lost seven to three to Edmonton. Um, Man, Toronto. Yeah. Toronto was on a skid. They won last night, but. It, before entering last night's game, they were one in six or seven games. Only team that was worse than them was Buffalo. Hmm. So really, I, isn't oh Anaheim has three wins in the last time. Anaheim yeah. hasn't won a, a bunch either recently. I guess they won a game recently because they're only on a one a one game losing streak right now. Yeah. Um, oh, they beat yeah. Arizona. And one other funny little stat <laughs> I saw in the North Division. Six of the seven teams have been shut out this year. Do you know the one team that hasn't? Ottawa. Yeah. Is it really? That's insane to me. I was like, it's, 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 if it's a fun stat, I know it's not going to be like, oh, Edmonton. No, yeah. yeah. No, that's fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> that's pretty great. Ottawa, like, man, they're going to be an exciting team to watch when that, like, they get more experience. With they that contract. What? That move that Murray. Oh of yeah, yeah. If they, <laughs> that sucks. I don't know. They're going to be good though. Oh yeah, they got Anton Forsberg too. Yeah, they just picked him up on the waivers. That poor guy, man. We ruined that kid's career. I think. <laughs> yeah. Threw him out in the deep end. Ryan Crawford got hurt, and we're just like, oh, here you go, have fun, survive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, interesting, interesting week. A um, lot of fun stuff. I can't wait to see next week's uh, what's going on with the Hawks and what's uh, Buffalo's trash segment's going to be like. Well, do you think the streak continues for Buffalo? Oh, uh, who are they playing? I know. I know I want to wrap this up. I mean, everyone. <laughs> They're 0 9 1 in their last 10 because, of, I mean, clearly they've lost 13 in a row, but at least they got one point somewhere. Um, they're playing or they're postponed against the Bruins because the Bruins got COVID or like four players. And then they're playing the Rangers, Pittsburgh twice, Boston, Boston on Saturday. And that's the week ahead. If they can beat the Rangers. I think the Rangers are their best shot. Yeah. I in that's, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh will kill them. Isn't Eichel still out too? Um. He's been on IR. You know what? Realistically, I don't see them winning a game until at least April 6th. You think they go all of March without a dub? Dude, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that they will, but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised. The first time, I mean, the Rangers are playing better. The only time that I really, team that I see that they can possibly 
beat without a question is New Jersey. Yeah, but they lost to New Jersey recently too. Dude, how funny would it be if they go the rest of the year without a win? Um, it would. I I don't know. At what point does it get sad? <laughs> I think it's the. I think it got sad when the the media, Buffalo media is ripping them the way they are. That's when it got sad. Yeah. Jack Edwards calls them a dumpster fire. That's when it got sad because. Oh, yeah, I wish that the Sabers would have won that game after he said that though. They they were winning. Oh no, they were tied. Never mind. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch that. I think that's going to be Buffalo the watch. Hawks, the Hawks start <laughs> losing this. If the Hawks lose this week, don't feel I'm, bad. I, I, my season will be the rest of my season will be watching just Buffalo, just cheering for losses because I would love to see that team go. Honestly, it's it's Buffalo watch twenty twenty one. See what happens. All right. So, yeah, I think that about does it for us. Um, starting today, when you're listening to this, we're starting the third bracket challenge. It's uh, hockey video games. Um, just took a bunch of games, no rhyme or reason to them. Just put them randomly in a generator so there's no seeds or anything like that. We're going to be doing the voting on Twitter and on Instagram at WCB Podcast on both. Um, make sure you are subscribed to the show on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spot follows on Spotify, all that. Um, leave reviews. Boost yeah. us up. Yeah, what up? Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Yeah, tell her. Tell her to just tell her friends yeah. so that she doesn't get disappointed. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, that's episode one twenty seven. Tanner, what do you want to call it? Big week ahead. Big week ahead. Big week ahead. We gotta get these dubs, boy. Get dumb dubs. All right. So for Tanner and myself, we will uh, check in the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. See you later, boys. Love you. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.